Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally, and welcome to Musicals with Cheese, and today it's an extra special episode during Andrew's hiatus away. I am joined my two, by my two co-hosts of the Dear Friends podcast, and people you guys just know, of course you know it. Of course, it is Christy Esterly of Musical Hell and Emily Clark of Stealing hello, Focus. Hello. Yeah! Here we are, baby! <laughs> I'm so happy you guys are here today, and when we're recording this, it is literally like two days after... The big oh. announcement. The announcement to oh, end geez. all announcements in musical theater I was, I, I was in choir rehearsal, and then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, my Twitter's <laughs> blowing up. Yeah, it was a thing where I, I think I was at work and I, or grad school or something, and I come back to my phone and I was like, well, I've missed some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember it happening, and my phone is like, yo, it's time. <laughs> Actually, my friend... Um, Ryan Scott Oliver, I think, was the one. I saw it on Twitter, and then Ryan texted me literally like 30 seconds later. And he's like, did you see? Did you see this is happening? I was like, I know. Like, literally, since we saw this musical in San Francisco before Broadway since 2003, and in 2003, we've been speculating. And honestly, it's been in development almost that long. That whole freaking time. I will never forget going on the Universal um, Backlot Tour a good decade, 15 years ago, and seeing that Wicked poster there, like them going, we have this, we own this, we're never letting it go, and if it yeah. takes us 30, 40 years, we're going to be the ones to do this shit. Yep. The Wicked movie has been, like, has there been another movie, like, except Phantom, maybe, that has been this hype? <laughs> I mean, you know, Wicked, Wicked is... Such a tentpole in a lot of ways. I think it's mm-hmm. going to go down in history as this important marker between the Broadway before and the Broadway after. Because yeah. that makes sense. The, um, it's like taking what we did with the 80s mega musicals in terms of merch and commodity mm-hmm. and kicking that up a notch, you know, in a post-Disney world or a post-Disney on Broadway world. And, yeah, honestly, it's going to be a cultural touchstone, too. I mean, we're already, see- I mean, I guess it's 18 years old, so, you know, we're seeing that new generation 
who, you know, grew up with this was their, you know, first musical, the way, mm-hmm. you know, Rent and, you know, the Lloyd Webber shows um, were for generations past. Yeah, and it set this new standard for how um, women on Broadway are supposed to sing. For better or yes. worse, yep. <laughs> you've got to scrout that F in the mask yeah. and be damned if you mix it or go into your soprano, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do want to pause here. Um, we are talking about the Wicked film. I have never had a full conversation with you guys about what we think of the Wicked musical. Um, it, 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 once again, different generations. Mm-hmm. It's hit differently for different age groups. So I'm very curious. Like I've basically never been in a theater community where Wicked hadn't existed. <laughs> oh yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I when it came uh, out, I, I I very much tie. Um, Wicked and a lot of other musicals from that time to my college years. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember like um, driving driving around, going to going to San Francisco in the middle of the night to go to a, a gay club, and my my best friend sitting next to me and going him going, let's listen to Defying Gravity again, let's do it because <laughs> we were so obsessed. I'm glad I wasn't a little kid though, because mm-hmm. I well maybe not glad is the right word. If I was a little kid, I probably would have been insanely insanely obsessed. I just like yeah. loved it. And you know, I saw it, but, but I've only seen it on stage once. Like I've, I, we did a reading of it in play club once, which was fun. But like, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I like Wicked a lot. I, I'm not obsessed with it, but like, it's I like same. it a lot. It's yeah. the same. You know, I'm older than everybody else here. So I was very much the 80s mega musical generation, you know, Les Mis and Phantom and, you know, even Cats where, you know, that was, you know, my my thing growing up. And I see, you know, the younger, you know, girls who were, you know, like 14, 15 at the time, you know, Wicked was their thing. And it's like, you know, it's, mm. it, you know, I wasn't of that generation and didn't have it, but I definitely get it because that's what I yeah. went through with different shows. And, you know, it's a fun score. I mean, it's not Sondheim, but it's neat and it's catchy and you've got some great, um, female solos and duets in there so yeah Stephen Schwartz it's a fun show it's a good Stephen Schwartz show I'm I'm a fan of Schwartz I I like that he to me he's like this perfect medium between Sondheim and like Lloyd Webber where it's like Sondheim is all intellect and all Mm -hmm. difficult stuff and difficult harmony and whereas Angela Webber is all just first chorus first chorus first chorus first chorus modulate first chorus and I think Stephen Schwartz is a good middle ground because he does write he can write intricate and um, deep things, but he also knows how to write a good banger, you know? Like, yeah. And he always has since the 70s. You know, yeah. Pippin is full of bangers, so. Yeah. <laughs> and Defying Gravity, I swear to God, I have been on long car trips, and that comes up, and it is like a shot in the arm. That's like the five out, my five-hour caffeine right there. It's like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there isn't the backlash that you get with a lot of popular musicals 20 there years down the road. There is some, I think, Wicked. but... And, There's backlash I mean, for everything nowadays. Oh, yeah. It drives yeah. me crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, but there isn't like the, let's relook at Wicked the way there is a, let's reevaluate right, Rent. Right. Yeah, um, and or you know, part Book of, of that Mormon, is, even. you know, it's Part of that is, you know, being associated with that younger female fan base, and there's always going to be people who look down on it because of that, so... I also remember, yes. um, you know, it's based off of the book, 
by Gregory Maguire. Mm-hmm. And um and the his books I, I read I read Wicked, I read um the Confessions of a the Stepsister one. You know, that yeah. was kind of his oeuvre was like before Disney mm. was doing it was right. um, let me give you the villain origin story and, and how they were misunderstood. Yeah, it's really and, dark and complicated. Um, it's dark and political. It's, uh-huh. and political. There's like animal orgies in it. Like yes, I mean it's a thing. There is like this whole you know, all yeah. this philosophical stuff and yeah, yeah and, nihilism and existentialism and yes there's that weird scene in the philosophy club. I did an at the source about this and I'm like, yeah, this is this is very different from the musical. So Yeah, I remember reading that when so I read the book like right before I saw the musical in like mm-hmm. oh two or oh three. And I remember reading that going, I don't think they're going to put this on stage. <laughs> and but I do remember when I saw the show so in the book, if if you folks haven't read the book, um, she does. She cannot touch. Alphaba cannot touch water. Water yeah, actually does thing. affect yeah. her. So she like cleans herself with oils, and she has different. You know, it's Oz. It's Magic World. Um, yeah. and in the stage show, obviously, it's like, oh, it's just a rumor, and then she fakes it so she can run away with Fiero in the end. Right. And in the book, spoiler alert. Now she just she just dies. Just. Just yeah, like how it, she does. Except yeah. it might not possibly be dead in the future versions. I don't know. I've only read up to Son of a Witch, so I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I read Son of a Witch too, and I didn't love it. Um, yeah. It, Son of the Witch made me realize uh, maybe I don't want yeah, to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same here. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Wicked is good. That's good for me. I'm good with this. Yeah, and- I don't need to see this whole, you know, decon- deconstruction of Oz done yeah. several times over. And I think the book is yes. clearly um, taking its inspiration from the books of the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Whereas Wicked, I think for obvious reasons, is pulling more, obviously using the structure from the book, but pulling more from the pop culture we know um, Mm -hmm. from the film, from the MGM film. Yeah. But brilliantly yeah. so, I will say that is one of the most brilliant pieces where they just legally like alley oop their way aw- away from lawsuits. Yeah, they use at just enough of somewhere over the rainbow and adjust it just enough so that you you know they can't you can't sue them. But when you know it's there, it's like you get ah. it. Yeah, it's not like bad Cinderella, oh my God. <laughs> but it's there. I'm a bad And also Cinderella. the ruby slippers. I'm yeah, it's in like... my little chair. Gonna throw it across the room because I'm a feminist. <laughs> I'm a boss babe. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like other girls. I wear plaid. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. a different Cinderella. I make uh-huh. dresses. I'm, I'm, I'm just conflating them all. Just conflating all yeah, the Yeah. It's like. They're all I'm, the I'm same like, show. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I was. I watched Ever After in the theaters. You are not doing anything original here. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I saw Brandy's Cinderella. That was a, that, that was, was good. Yeah. Enough. That's some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, but also like with the ruby slippers where they shine the light, make yeah. them slow. So, yeah, but the light was such a brilliant way where they're like, "Fuck you!" It's yes, not technically it's not ruby slippers. Right, but... <laughs> yeah, we get we cheated. But there's so many brilliant things done there, and I also have gone on record many times as saying Wicked is like the perfect musical adaptation because it's just enough of something everyone yeah. is familiar with, where uh-huh. anyone can walk in, but you're not gonna know. Every word, every line of the plot. Yeah. It's not like Frozen, the right. musical. It is of a property, but yeah, this, I mean, it's that same high ideal. that Disney's been chasing since they've never been able to get the rights to Wicked. <laughs> yeah, so they just keep remaking the, the post, that story yeah. with different <laughs> villains of theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, and then don't forget the first one, Oz the Great and Powerful, oh my God. which was <laughs> awful. Yes, 
Sam Raimi directed that. My boy, what? Uh, yeah, look what you've like, done. Oh, the witch was just a, a jealous ex-girlfriend. What the hell? <laughs> that's that's how we go crazy. <laughs> Apparently, it is. <laughs> we all just want like, James this... Franco wizard. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, we all want this or this um, average-looking pothead. No, I want Joel. Do you Gray know wizard. who was originally cast as the witter- wizard though before uh, James no. Franco? No. It was Robert Downey Jr. Like they had actually okay. started shooting with well, him, and then Robert see, Downey Jr. I would have signed up for that. I mean, come on. I would have too. That movie would have actually pr- worked okay with him because he would have improved his way through it and his yeah. And he did, he's really on good his charm at and all doing that. you know that guy who's kind of jerky, but you know there's you something kind of you still kind of want him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the role was conceived for him. He was like one of the original producers and all that. Like he was on there before the director was on there and then shooting came, kind of <laughs> fell apart and he left. And then, you know, James Franco stepped in and he, he, he's what he is. He's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to Wicked. Um, so the movie has been announced. Yep. John M. Chu. Um, this has been in development since the day it came out. What were some other big rumors of Elphaba and Glinda over I the years? I feel like every single time in the past, like let's say five years, <laughs> when they had some, they had so many flipping retrospective birthday concerts for Wicked in the right. past few years. Like, what is that, first yes. of all? And I feel like every single one of them was an audition. Right. I feel like every single one was like them trying mm-hmm. to figure out how how to do this, how to make this and work. And it basically cycles through, you know, whoever's popular at the time, whoever's, you know, most easily popular. associated with it. I mean, you know, obviously at the beginning they were talking Adina and Kristen for the leads, and then they right, kind of aged out. Right, back in the day. So, and then yeah. we came around and everyone was saying Leah Michelle should do it, and then, you know, the Descendants no, came you. around and everyone said Duff Cameron should do it, so. Was there ever a Vanessa Hudgens rumor? <laughs> I, I feel like, like there should have been. She should have I, mean, I, I was actually kind of pulling for her after after rent because I was like she could do it I I, I love yeah. Vanessa Hudgens I, I love the turn she's made in these yeah. past decade I mean she's you know she has her issues but yes <laughs> yeah she's really she's really grown into her abilities and good for her with this perfect finale the cheers in the valley who who wouldn't be happier so I couldn't be happier because happy is what happens when all your dreams come true. Well, isn't it? Happy is what happens when your dreams come true. Um, so Vanessa Hudgens is great and I think would have been good in a Wicked movie. Mm-hmm. What was some of the weirder ones thrown out there? Like Amanda Seyfried apparently really, really wanted Glinda. Like she's like, I was a maid for this role and I don't, if I don't get it, I don't know what I'll do. I remember yeah, that quote. I mean, like within you know, the last two she's... years she said that. Yeah. I mean, 
I think, she, I mean, she's a wonderful actor, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I There's no doubt in my mind she could have acted it well. And she's she's not a bad singer, obviously, but I don't think she has the power right. yeah. necessary for the I role. I think, you know, um, I think no matter what, you know, unless, you know, you actually de-aged Kristen Chenoweth and or got a Broadway actress, which, spoiler alert, this is Hollywood, they weren't going to get a Broadway actress. I think, in the traditional I think, sense. I, I think no matter who they picked, they were somebody was going to be disappointed about who they picked as Glinda because it is a deceptively difficult role. Yes. You have to do a good legit. You have to do a good belt. She has a hell of a character arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, it's so funny how um, <laughs> people are so shocked. There, I, I think this is something, though, I was kind of like when I was like a 17-year-old theater kid, which I think are the ones who were like so shocked about the casting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, I'm like, to me, I'm like, this is win-win casting yes. for Broadway and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. This To me, it's like they were always going to get a Broadway name. Who was big, right? And they were going to get somebody a who had you know, who'd done it some Broadway, you know, so they could say that. But knows done how it, to act was, for film, yeah. That knows how, and we're really lucky because <laughs> Cynthia Erivo in the past few years has been she's been nominated for an Oscar, right. like she's a prestige actor mm-hmm. and a Tony Award winning musical theater performer. So again, win win, right? You got that, and. What the first black alphaba? Apparently, is this yeah, right? Yeah, never actually had a you know principal alphaba, a black principal alphaba on Broadway. Right? So. Not yeah, yeah. Maybe an understudy. But yeah. Wow. I mean, so to me, I'm like. Every, and the thing is, no one's no one's stressing about that. Everyone's yeah. like, She's yeah, nobody be great, cares. Everybody, Ariana, Grande. Ariana Grande is the one everybody's worried about, and I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm concerned. Yes, <laughs> you know, no one's more concerned than Taylor Louderman. <laughs> oh, the caucasity! Oh my God, dying. <laughs> Dying. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was some a shot yeah. in Freud on yeah. my part, but here's the thing. I think John M. Chu earned a lot of goodwill within the Heights because there were casting mm. issues there, but the casting issue was, uh, you know, Washington Heights should really have more black people in it. It wasn't. Can these actors actually sing and act the roles? Because if you yes. look on a performance level, it is the best cast musical in years. So, so I'm like, you know, if so he good. thinks she can do it, you know, I'm going to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt for the time being. And that's the thing. Like, this is the other thing. is I, I'm like, you guys know she probably had to do multiple auditions, mm-hmm. multiple reads, chemistry reads. There's no way they were just going to give away this major role, even to Ariana Grande. They weren't just going to give it away without making absolutely sure that she could do it. And what's so funny is everyone's been like, she only sings pop. And I'm like, no, she no, doesn't. She doesn't. No, she's she doesn't. known for singing pop. She, her, that's what she's like. That's mm-hmm. her. That's how she makes her money. Yeah. Like <laughs> she because she can do mm-hmm. it. But like yeah. she her party trick is imitating other vocal styles perfectly. She's trained. Yeah. She can do it. They people. I remember people saying this shit when Brandy was cast as Cinderella. And I remember reading interviews at the time. And she was like, I had to learn how to sing the proper way. Mm-hmm. If you're a good vocalist, yeah. you can get the vocal training mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I don't, and I don't speaking, get it. I think it's yeah. just people just hate it. And speaking of party tricks, like, you know, I love Cheno. You know, she's fantastic. She's funny. She's, you know, an amazing uh, soprano. But, you know, her her party trick is the high notes. 
any role that she does, you know, no matter what, it's like, here's my high note. And it's like, okay. So, you know, it's like, yep. yeah. Even if okay. she's cleaning her house. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Literally. Literally. You know? Literally. So <laughs> that's what yeah, her thing I think, is. you know, I think it's great. And I think, you know, I kind of think we kind of expect that from Glinda to have that higher register, but maybe it's not entirely necessary. I agree. I've been thinking about that too, because again, I haven't seen all the Glinda. So maybe some of, maybe some of the listeners can vary, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I my summer program, like over a decade ago, we had Megan Hilty come, and she was talking about when she did Glinda. Uh-huh. And I know Megan Hilty. I know she she can sing high, mm-hmm. but like she's not like a Chenoweth, right? Right? Like she's not like I'm just gonna bust a high C just because I can. <laughs> um, she's got like this belt, which is a lot more. It's a lot more in her chest, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more. It sounds raw, but it's not raw, yeah. obviously. It's got that edge to it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a very different Glinda sound. And, you know, the Chenoweth, when you listen to the original cast recording of Wicked, those high notes, like, none of them have to no. be No, like the end of Thank Goodness. They're all just... Like the end of Thank Goodness, that's a very obvious opt-up because she can. <laughs> it's an opt-up. And... And popular isn't even a popular. Song to sing. Um, what is this? It's feeling? a character. A song. lot of Glinda's shit is, you know, um, pop to belt stuff. So yeah. Sometimes when they're blending in, like for good, she's on the lower harmony. Right. So so it's like it's just that Chenoweth originated it, and that's what she can do. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. Yeah. And we've heard it. So why do we need to have that exact same thing again? On screen. Mm-hmm. At, at least that's my thought. It's just another interpretation. And maybe she will. Because, because Ariana Grande can Because maybe she can. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. And you know what? If she's riffy and poppy, so what? That'll be a difference. But let's not forget that she did a cover of Popular a few years ago that was, like, on the stations every other day. And I'm like, you know what? This is fine. She's yeah. doing fine. But a thing that people don't bring up as much, which was my concern, and then I, I use my brain for five seconds, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> was that... Uh, Glinda is a very funny role. She is probably, although a lot of the weight of the comedic side of the story is on that character's shoulders. Mm -hmm. And you kind of need this broad, fearless comedy drive that Mm -hmm. Kristen Chenoweth and a lot of other Glindas have had. And then I thought, oh, wait, where the fuck did uh, Ariana Grande get her start? And fucking Nicktoon sitcoms. Nickelodeon sitcoms. And she was great. She did. She knows what she's doing there. I think she's very funny. I love her weird. I I, I don't know. She'll be weird. Like mm-hmm. I, I I like it. She'll be like, huh, blah, 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 blah. she might be a little like more wide eyed yeah. and ditzy. She'll be a little Paris Hilton more than. And yeah. she's good at the deadpan though. That's the thing. Yeah, like, that's I actually... the thing. Is like Linda does not know she is funny. She is not trying to be funny. That's just the what's going on in her head. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and again, like actors, she she. Actors can be directed. I just, I, I, this is what's driving me crazy with people online. They're like, she can't do it. It's like, well, she's going to have an act, a director mm-hmm. who's going to tell her what to do and vocal coaches. <coughs> and like, she's proven she could do it. So like, yeah, this isn't and, like, know, this isn't like he... Mark Platt giving Ben, dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Shoot that's another speculation though, isn't yeah. it? We'll come to that. We'll, 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 we'll come yeah, to that. Okay. Right, okay. We're going to hold those for a second. Like, you know, and it might not work, but, you know, I think she, I think, you know, she's shown enough talent. I think Chu has shown enough good instincts as a director that, um, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll watch and see what you can do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she sucks, I'll eat crow. But to <laughs> yeah. me, the argument right now is like, how could she be cast? And I'm like, this seems like a no brainer casting. Now, what people are bringing up a lot, which I think is another unfair thing to bring up, um, is Hairspray Live 
where she was not at her best performance. Nobody in was. Martin Short was flubbing his lines for crying yeah. out loud. I feel like I'm the only one who actually kind of liked her Penny Pingleton. Yeah. I don't know why. I wasn't, I mean, everyone was flubbing. Everyone that was, yeah, a rough it was live production yeah. in general. That, that was, was a messed up production. But I don't know. I, I kind of liked it again just because it was kind of different. I just mm-hmm. kind of. You know, I, I I guess like it didn't make like the hugest impact on me, but I didn't walk away going trash. You're trash. Yeah, me you're garbage. I was just like, oh, it was kind yeah. of like a her, kind and of like you know her for all the for all the flubs and stuff. It was like it was a decent you know couple hours. I don't regret every moment that I spent watching it. There was some good stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. I remember having a great time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, know. you know, you had uh, Jennifer Hudson, you know, rocking the shit out of I know where I've been. That was mm-hmm. incredible. So I think yeah. that was a rough production in a couple ways where yeah. they were trying to one-up the Grease live done by Fox and, they yeah, sure and it didn't, didn't work. They sure were. Did not. Because it's just a nope. different kind of show. Right. Um, so yeah. I feel like they kind of just messed up the whole style choice which made the actors feel a little lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, that's no way to judge even your best performers because live <laughs> live shows like that, it's hard to really it perform all, yeah. in the same way. I mean, way. you know, how many, how many great actors have you know, horror stories. There's apparently a Judy Garland recording somewhere where she goes up on her lyrics and just goes la 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 for like a stanza. Mm-hmm. So, and if you've got multiple takes at a warm set time to like actually prepare and stuff, she's going to give a knockout performance. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern when I heard her name thrown around, I don't think she'd be a good Alphaba. And I still stand by that. I don't think she would have mm-hmm. been as good in Alphaba. She is a perfect Glinda though. Well, and see, that's the thing is I always thought she was going to be Elphaba purely just because of the belty stuff. But now that I see this casting, it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And Cheno, she and Cheno for like the past month have been just like spewing love at each other (laughs) on like social media. Didn't they just do the voice together? Cheno was, Cheno guested on the voice Mm -hmm. and then they've been, they've just been very, I I felt like this was coming. I was like, you know, you know. Yeah, in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> and but the Cynthia Riva one, I remember feeling like it came out of nowhere because even on that um that concert that they did most recently, you know, everyone was like, Oh, it's gonna be Ariana DeBose or it's gonna be Amber mm-hmm. Riley. And I remember Cynthia Arriva was in it. She sang But she sang a weird yeah. snippet. She sang something and it was beautiful. She sang... I remember being like, Oh, what was Thank it? goodness. Like hmm. she's like, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. Oh, and I'm like, yes, that's right. I'm like, that's a weird and, one for her. Yeah. And it was a weird cut. Yeah. So, um, and I remember thinking that's beautiful, but then I didn't think one thing of it because again, Cynthia Revo to me is like, ever since she got like her Oscar nom to me, it's like, well, she's kind of, I felt like she was on a different plane yeah. at this point. But now it's like, as soon as she got cast, everyone was like, oh yeah, we don't have to worry. My, Although there is this weird argument where people are like, She's 34 and, and you know, Arya's 28 and they're too old. They're getting into the, the Evan Hansen of it all. And I'm like, it's a magical made-up Yeah, I mean, do we want to talk uh, about world how old Judy Garland was in, in, in 1939? I mean. Yeah. I, also, I don't know the logistics of Aussian collegiate age limits. And also, they have they to could, age throughout the story, which is do. the difference between yeah, Dear Evan they Hansen. they sure do. Yeah, they um, do. They sure have to be do. able to play the younger side and the older side, which is why the yes. ages they're at are perfect for this role it's yeah it's a little more fantastic and a little more broader than dear evan hansen which is supposed to be like this naturalistic high school story exactly like green girl and like talking animals like yeah we can we can maybe 
suspend our disbelief yeah. a little. And bit. honestly, that green makeup—I mean, that does kind of give Elphaba almost this ageless quality because yep. you know, how mm-hmm. do you even judge, you know, somebody who you know doesn't look like a normal human? How do you even judge their age? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we bring up concerns that we have, not even about the casting, but about the film in general? Um, because I'm sure we are gonna have some. Um, John M. Chu, fantastic director. Um. Mm-hmm. The director of photography from this is the same one from In the Heights and also the upcoming Tick, Tick, Boom movie. Both of them look like visual treats to the eyes. Yeah, so it's, I think, you know, I think as far as staging the songs go, it's going to be fantastic. And that's going to be important because there is a lot of, um, for, there's a lot of park and bark here. I mean, you've got Defying Gravity where it's just, you know, standing there and showing off. I'm not that girl. Uh, things like that. I think they can f- find ways to make that interesting and not like, oh, hey, here's an actor singing for five minutes. We're just going to do like some weird music video shit around it. Yeah, and John Chu has proven, especially within the Heights, that it's okay to revel in the fact that you're making It is a, a musical, musical. And it is okay. Go and, and 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 this is a musical about Oz and witches right. and magic things and super heightened. So th- he needs to go all out with yeah. this. I want bright colors. I want music everywhere. I want choreography everywhere. I want those interesting mm-hmm. visual shots that, like he came up with it in, in the Heights, to to make up for the, not make up, but like to add to the park and right. of it all, to make it more cinematic. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be able to do that. You know, just the idea of Defying Gravity. Defying Gravity, I amazing. think, is going to look fantastic. Like, she'll just be flying over yeah. all of them. Like, actually flying on her broom. That'll be freaking Yeah, she cool. doesn't have to, like, stand up on the cherry picker. It, that's going to look awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's me! With the with the little class yeah. thing of her cape, but there brings my biggest concern. Um, visually, what if this looks like the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland kind of style? What if it's just over CG'd and Defying Gravity is kind of lessened by the fact that it's just overproduced? I could see that I, being an yeah, issue. Yeah, that, there's always that risk. There's always the risk, you know, that they are going to lean a little too much into the popness pop autotune um sound i doubt and, that well, i mean that, you that's know, one I, thing i doubt they don't have to but i think you know some people At might feel like they need to anyway yeah so there is there um, is that concern um practical effects as much like i don't i want dr dilliman to have g- good old-fashioned yes. like glued to his yeah face, prosthetics, prosthetics. I, yeah if they fucking cg maker skin green i will go insane we've seen once upon a time Um, yeah (laughs) yeah like they'll but the thing is i think i think they know the stakes here Mm -hmm. um yeah and i think in in the studio choosing john chu yeah you know it's not like when flipping uh what clint eastwood did jersey oh geez we're not going to know how to handle that movie Oh yeah, or conversely, Susan Stroman with the producers, Ooh, not where know, you're yeah. like, you don't, it's, you don't know how to do a yeah. movie, or how so, principal like, night music. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it's 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 really you're fabulous hard. on stage, but this is a completely different animal, and you're not getting it. <laughs> you're not getting it. You 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 lose that proscenium. You lose a lot of the magic. Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. to make up for it. And and I'm 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 optimistic that he will um he'll deliver. Yeah, it's like you know I get what you're saying about you know not being like to um, over-stylized and over-CGI like Alice in Wonderland. But I don't think we need to go, like, the other direction where it's, like, you know, grim and dark and, you know, bleak Alan oh, Moore yeah. stuff. I do not want to no, see, no, no, like... No. I don't want to see sad t- sad industrial Sweeney Great. Todd Oz. 
I mean, no. the whole point yeah. is that it's like this place that looks like it's bright and colorful and cheerful, but there is like that stuff going on underneath it. Honestly, yeah. my my ideal visual style for this is Return to Oz with maybe like five percent mm. saturation turned up, because Return to Oz yeah. has like this incredible like setscape and like yeah, these incredible it does. practical effects. It, it's just a, a it's little a very more good color. looking movie, and it is you know. I mean, I gave kids nightmares, but I, looking back, I think it's just the right amount of creepy. Yeah. Fucking love Return, Return to Oz. Oz is a great movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Oh, man. You know who directed it, though? Walter Murch, who like edited Apocalypse Now and The Godfather. His only movie he ever directed. Huh. He's interesting. He's like wow. a good friend of George Lucas. He did this for Disney. He's like, all right, did that, never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the version of Dorothy I want to see if if we were to ever see Dorothy in Wicked. Fruza Balk. Instead of just hearing her, I want Fruza Balk version. <laughs> yeah, I want to. She's like, oh, I, I'm going to get electroshock therapy. Yeah. I, you know, Is that Ariana Grande? Yeah. It's, it's all Ariana Grande. It never ends. But she actually does kind of talk like that. She's like, who? Oh, yeah. I oh, want to see. Yeah. The one like thing that. I really want to see for Dorothy is I want to, want to see how young she is. Yes. You know, she can't be any more than 12. Like in the I want to see yeah. this little kid and her poor little dog who is being sent off to kill this witch and she is scared out of her little head about it. I think we should keep yeah. with the stage show and never see her properly. I yeah. feel like well, that's that very important. Too. But if we do like see her... Because if it was some cameo or something, or God forbid, an Uncanny Valley CGI face... Oh my God. Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Don't do that. Do not speak that into existence. <laughs> they pull They pull a, a, what, a Mark Hamill. At the, at the end, end of the Mandalorian. Oh. Uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> that would be bad. Don't do that. What if they just yeah, used old footage that. of the original film? That would actually, I'd actually kind of <laughs> like that. I would like to hear like old audio from the original film. Film, yeah. like hear Judy Garland's like kind of voice crying or be or he got away, he got away, uh-huh. like that. Like yeah. that's what I want to hear. And yeah. then you just cut to Cynthia Rio. Jesus Christ, who talks like that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I want to know if Cynthia Erivo is going to be able to use her actual accent. Yes, that is a good... Because she's very yes, British. she is. Hmm. Um, but she can do a very convincing American accent. Yeah. I would just like to see her be like, we can't all travel by bubble. We can't come and go by bubble. <laughs> I, I can see that working very well, but... Uh, even when they do Wicked in the UK, they do American accents. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a fantasy yeah. world. It would probably work better with British accents. Yeah, yeah. but Dr. Dilliman could be like a little British. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Well, that's a great transition well, the, into our the next wizard, section. The wizard needs to be an American hick. I mean, he describes himself as such, so. What, yeah. wh- how would we expect or think that they might fill out the rest of this cast? Well, okay. So the speculation people have been saying, because you know Wicked was originally produced by... One daddy, papa, daddy, daddy, plat. Uh-huh. I think he's learned his lesson, to be honest. <laughs> like, Ben Platt better not be in this. Yeah. I, he better not. Yeah. You, Do I not wouldn't mind him being that professor that comes in and wheels in the line. He's like, oh, I'm replacement like, he, Dr. Dillamond. Yeah. He could the be, evil guy he could be the monkey. The lion. He could be the monkey <laughs> chistery or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm hearing... It's so funny. People have been saying, um, like, speculating Fiero, and everyone that they've mentioned is, like, way too young to be paired with Cynthia Erivo. They're like, Jordan Fisher. I'm like, Jordan Fisher? (laughs) Like, she's way older than... I mean, she's probably not. She's probably, like, five years older. But he looks so young to me that I'm like... I have a pitch that I would like. 
Like, especially what? after In the Heights. Um, Anthony Ramos. He'd be great. Possible. Mm. Yeah. He's riding high right now, too. And, yeah. oh, he'd be. Oh, but my, he'd be my thing, the one thing I really want is I want Fierro to be, bl- to be black. Several yeah. reasons. He's black in the book. Let's at least honor that. And, um, you know, tattoos. I think it's great that Cynthia. But the triangle. Yeah, the he's got diamond tattoos, tattoos which, you know, that's here or there. But, uh, you know, I love that Cynthia Erivo is Elphaba. But as far as representation goes, it's kind of a moot point because Elphaba isn't black or brown or white. She's green. So, you know, I'd yeah. like to have somebody who a black actor who is being black on screen in a major role in this. I think that would go a long way to show that they're moving forward from the way they um, uh, dropped the ball on In the Heights. Mm hmm. And you can round out a lot of the other roles with more yeah, Broadway people. Absolutely. And that, my again, th- will satisfy yeah, the musical theory, theater stance. My theory is is that, you know, The Wizard and Morrible, those are probably going to cast more for Big Dame because that's, you know, that's like where you oh, get definitely. Meryl Streep or, you know, whoever. Uh, you I don't get want them. her in another movie. I'm sorry. Someone said Christine Baranski Chris, on Christine Mad- Baranski as Madame would be Morrible awesome, online. But, you know, you get your big name actor. You have them for a week. They dress them up and they do their yeah. thing. And then you get an advertisement them all over the place now i'd love to and if they're if they're a big name that like christine bransky or something who actually can sing that's another bonus yeah i would i would also love to see like you know one of the broadway grand dames there you know if like we could get bernadette Mm -hmm. or patty or bet midler in there you know that would be be that would be fun um i think probably for like nessa and um you know bach and maybe fiero could go either way i think those are probably going to cast more for broadway Mm mm-hmm I do yeah. have a request with Nessa and Elphaba's father. I think they should be black to show so that we don't take Cynthia Revo's innate blackness away from that character. I think so, but I'd also, you know, I would also like them to do like, you know, a 98 Cinderella or a Hamilton whatever where they just have, you know, like okay, everybody, you know, everybody, siblings, parents, Everyone's kids, everybody's just... just like a different race and we're not going to explain it. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope at least they're being conscious of it while casting. I think right. they are. Or, yeah. Um, I just don't want them to be like, well, we cast a black alphabet. Our job No, is no, you can't We solved racism. We solved yeah. racism in <laughs> No, we haven't. Yeah. I, I seriously want to um, see Ali Stroker as Nessa, actually. I'm starting to wonder because the thing is she does uh, for uh, again the obvious reasons mm-hmm. um but she is starting she does have a bit of that crossover yeah. success and she did perform and- at that wicked performance audition yeah, thing she's, you know she's got and the I, broadway cred you know she could cross over mm-hmm. it's a smaller part so they won't worry about having to give it to you know like a big name and you know you can just like you know do doubles and cgi for the one scene where she has to stand <laughs> up and it would be um it would be a really cool way to i mean just cast a actually actual person in a, a wheelchair person in, that role, in a yeah. wheelchair exactly and um you know, it would be cool if it went to an unknown, but I feel like since she is probably the most visible, yeah, she's, she's definitely the yeah, most visible. She would be easier to sell. She would in be easier to sell to producers who think of that bottom line, but because it's like, well, here's this person that all the music theater people know; they'll love it. Won a Tony, all that. Yeah, yeah. So I, to me, that would be a, a smart choice, and I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they're already. Yeah, or she's got to be in the pilot. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, who else would be in that pile? Beanie Feldstein? Well, <laughs> like, maybe, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, or maybe more, more, maybe more unknowns. Maybe, maybe more like, yeah. like how, um, like, um, what's her name? The gal who played Nina in In the Heights. She was kind yeah. of mm-hmm. um, an unknown. They might do something mm-hmm. like that too with yeah. her or with like 
Fierro or something. Yeah. What about the gentleman um, that played Benny um, in Corey in Robinson? He, yeah, I think he would be, be another good option for Fierro. Oh yeah, he is wonderful. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like that movie didn't do his character any favors. So if no, he, it no. didn't. I mean, they cut out that whole conflict with him and Kevin, and I was like, you so really he has nothing need to that do, because, really. Yeah, that whole that whole relationship was kind of moved into a supporting. Yeah, yeah. We well, just focused situation on which Anthony Rain. What it is? I, I still think yeah. the movie's better than the stage show for other reasons, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I love. Oh, I love it. So it's much. a fantastic movie. Um, so yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched it. Okay, watch so. It. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So who's get, who's taking bets on James Corden as Doctor Dillon? I'd rather not imagine that. I, I feel <laughs> See, like here's the just... here's the thing though. You know, as much as we are all sick of James Corden and would like him to sit like every musical out forever now, you know, I think him being cast in Wicked would not be the most disastrous thing ever because it would be more dialed back for him. Because he's really yeah, in, he wouldn't be he playing really some insuff- goofy cat. He's really insufferable when he's trying to play the wacky character. You look at the prom. You look at cats. You look at the Cinderella. He tra- if he, look when at he's into the tra- woods. again when he uh, well no, but I like, I like him in into, into the woods because he's grounded he's the into straight the woods. man. You know, he's the guy. He's the ordinary guy who all these crazy people are standing around, and he's like, "What the hell?" Same okay. with Doctor Who. That was the show he won the Tony for. Who happens to have this weird, crazy alien pop into his life? Was it One Man, and Two Governors? And he won governors? the Tony for yeah. One Man, Two Governors, mm-hmm. where he's kind of, like, dealing with all the shenanigans around yeah. him. So, and he's been overexposed, <laughs> too. Yeah. I mean, let's, so, let's yeah. be honest. But I, he can sing, and he can play a grounded character. Again, direction yes. is key, everyone. So, yeah, if, like, you know, I again, he would not be my first choice. He probably wouldn't be my 50th choice. But if it happened, <laughs> I don't think that, you know, it's not necessarily the deal breaker. Can, Just don't make him the wizard. Just yeah. don't make him the wizard. Can I That's offer I an alternative for either? the wizard or dr dillman that i think would suit would give uh the people at universal um someone they could actually put on their tv shows and use to promote it in a very popular space why don't we put stephen colbert you know the sondheim alum performer as dr dillman or you know I, the wizard stephen colbert would be great. i think yeah i can see that you know he the promoted whole thing about, all over a show yeah you know, the whole thing about the wizard is that he seems like this nice, paternal, you know, good, you know, everybody's friend guy. And then you realize he's this manipul- manipulative demagogue. And I think Colbert could play that. Like, I'm hearing him saying, have another drink, my dog. And it works in my ear. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. And I think you need. What so- if they got- I think you need somebody with a little of that classic song and dance vibe for Wonderful. Because that's that's very oh, much sure. in that mode. So I mean, if Col- or, I mean if Conan's still out of show, I'd pick him before either of those two. But he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Colbert, Colbert, like you said, Colbert is a big Sondheim fan. He's a big musical theater fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, and again, it could be something he could like film in a week. Yep. Right. Um, right. And he'd be great as either of them. I mm-hmm. think that's a cool choice. Yeah. Um, I I don't know why. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if like they got someone like Hugh Jackman or Ugh. something like the wizard. I'm not I'm not feeling Hugh Jackman as the wizard, but I can see them trying it. I know. Yeah, I'm not feeling it either, but yeah. I mean I, I if Joel Gray is so old, I wish he could do I, it again. You know, it would be could, nice, though. but <laughs> yeah. he still could. Yeah. He's still kicking, he is, and, you know. Yeah. He's, he's kinda he's like, you know, like the Dick there. Van Dyke, he's old, but you know, he's still got it, so Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I don't know. There's just so many like just like middle-aged guys yeah. in Hollywood okay. who could just do it. Okay, yeah, older pitch. song and dance men. Somebody mentioned Alan Cumming on Twitter, which I think would be good for either the Wizard or Dillamond. 
He'd be a better wizard. Come on. He would um, be a fantastic wizard, but I can see him again, you know, doing Delamond because, you know, he's... All right. He'd be a very, like... Well, if he went with it like how he did the mayor on Sh- on Schmidadoon, uh-huh. then I could see that. I, 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 I Slimy MC Alan Cumming, not so yeah. much. But, but you know he doesn't have yeah. to be the slimy guy. He can be he can be genie. He can be yeah. deceptively genial. I mean, um, yeah. Reefer Madness has you know a little more of the darker edge, but that's kind of the vibe where I'm thinking. You know, he seems yeah. like you know this ordinary. I'm just concerned for the children. People. All right, another yeah. pitch that might be a little too daddy, but still very hot at the moment. Um, Jason Sudeikis. He would be. He's got that Americana charm of the wizard, and he'd be great, and he can sing. Well, uh, the thing we need to remember is. Spoiler alert, the wizard is Alphaba's father, so there does need to have that, they do need to have that age difference and dynamic. I mean, how old is he? He's in his 50s, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think he, uh, actually, I don't know. (laughs) It's either late 40s or early 50s. Are you looking at Let's see, how old is he? Let's all look up Jason. 46, he's only a couple years older than me. Oh my gosh! He's only... Forty-six. He doesn't, and he oh doesn't look it. I'm not baby. sure he could play um, Cynthia Erivo. You're right. Dad. You're right. I was thinking more Dillamond. He would be very good okay, in that role. Yeah. You know what? It would actually uh-huh. be pretty cool if they just made Dillamond a puppet, and then they could dub in whoever's voice later. <laughs> what if they got someone like? I'm thinking of, like, Schmigadoon actors right now. Like, what if someone like Fred Armisen? <laughs> he would be the weirdest yeah. wizard. He'd be like, wow, hi. Oh, <laughs> or Keegan-Michael Key or something. He, oh, Ooh, my God, I love that idea. He I think would be it, not, He's a bit young, but... He's in his 50s. What well, are you talking uh, he, about? Again, he doesn't look it, but yeah, he would totally rock as the wizard. I mean, did you see him in Jingle oh, Jangle? That was... Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's so good at... He's so good with his. He can also be very he's threatening. So good at being yeah. big, mm-hmm. and he can and, um, fit the colors that would uh, create Alphaba. Yeah, and he'd be really charming, and he yeah ooh, he can be charming. Like he can he be, be a, a dick, be and but yep. at the same time, you know, he can be a dick that you feel sorry for because at the and end, he, when he finds out that he put. Out, I can see him doing wonderful. I can yeah. see him like. I, I, I mean, at the very end, where he finds out he put a hit out he's on his right own daughter. I mean, you know, he's like. You know, you do kind of feel for him a bit. Yeah. He's right yeah. here on my wall. <laughs> there he is. He, um, yeah. I, as long as he's not playing, like, himself the way that he does um, tend to do sometimes. Like, if he leans more into the Schmigadoon as a character yeah. kind of thing, I think it would be mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I have not seen Jingle Jangle, though. That film looks incredible. Though. It's okay. fun. I mean, it's got, you know, primarily black cast. It has got, like, that <sighs> peak, you know, Victorian holiday aesthetic going on. And it's just a fun movie. Man. Um, all right. Let's talk about concerns again. Because I do have concerns about, um, not Bach specifically. We haven't talked about Bach yet. Before we move on to that, mm-hmm. who do we think for Bach? I know we've pitched Ben Platt that's before, a, but no yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's a hard one. See now, Bach. I feel like they could go with a, a if if they go with like an Ali Stroker, mm-hmm. then then I think like a, a young kind of like a younger guy. Yeah, would 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 work. Yeah, um, like this un- I think, like this underclass. I think Fierro's got to have a little more gravity. Got to be a little older. To yeah, kind of match but Bach Arrivo you can play Grande, off as but... like this younger underclassman who is just absolutely besotted with Glinda and you know doesn't see that she's using him. So, so yeah. Andrew Barth Feldman mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm. Sh- I mean, I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. I'm sure there's like some boy on High School Musical, the musical <laughs> series or something who'd be yeah. great. I. 
Um, but again, that would be another good one for like, yeah, like a Broadway yeah. guy who's trying to kind of transition to film mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, I feel like they'll give it to a ideas. more film-centric person, oh, a comedic younger actor, mm-hmm. only because he doesn't sing much. He doesn't have much to sing. He so. doesn't sing much, no, but... Yeah, maybe there's someone on like a yeah, like on a sitcom or something right mm-hmm. now. One of the Stranger Things. Oh, Finn Wittrock. Oh, that yeah, with the little oh god, I can't remember his name. Th- this kid, the boy, the boy who can sing. Oh, oh yeah, he does Broadway. have a voice. Yeah, yeah, he'd be great. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Come on. Okay, that, that I can't remember his name. That's our lock-in of the week. <laughs> Gaten Mazzarello. There you go. Yes, 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 yes. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I want to tell you guys right now, so my, my friend who um, uh, writes for Variety just messaged me, and she she said, I got to tell Ariana Grande I think her casting is great, and she was so cute about Aww. it. Aww. Yeah, I'm sure she knows that there's going to be eyebrows raised, so bless her. <laughs> I think she's going to, you know, she's she's not just like, okay, you know how Taylor Swift thought she could act for a second just because she was, like, kind of funny and it turned out she was terrible <laughs> yep, at it? Yeah. Like, that's not Ariana Grande. Yeah. Like, like most most people who do who have um, done any kind of acting in their life, where did they get their start? Their school shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, and her school shows all, transcended to, like, regional theater. Like, she was in the Pasadena Playhouse Snow White Panto a decade ago, like, just in my neighborhood. She was in a Jason like, Robert Brown musical, and Jason Robert Brown writes some of her songs now. Come on. She's Broadway I mean, pedigree. yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, even if she hasn't done a bunch of it, she understands right. it. And I think she understands the importance of mm-hmm. it. I don't think she would just be like, well, I could just do this because I'm entitled. No. Yeah. Like, I, I think she probably, again, just speculating, mm-hmm. I think she's well aware of how many eyes are going to be yeah, on her. Yeah, she's not going to. And how many you know, eyebrows She's not going to steal I'm Not That Girl like Madonna did in Evita, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. They might change keys. That's fine. They might change yeah. some keys for her. Who cares? I, I, I literally don't care. I prefer like, Madonna's because... key in Evita in most songs, to be honest. <laughs> when I remember it, my brain. Um, the movie Evita was the first time I had absorbed Evita. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like 14 or yeah. something. And I remember loving it. And then I listened to the Broadway album after that. And I was like, how does one actress not go literally insane playing this yep. role? I think because Patty might have You have to sing. Bit, unfortunately. Um, she 100% did. <laughs> like, she has to go between like star quality to like has a party like that's yeah. an insane range and like every song is your song mm-hmm. that's insane i have no problem there you can say what you want about the avita film there's a lot of problems there's not many problems changes. i'd say that film the makes key, it pretty good it's choices probably the, it's probably the best um adaptation of an andrew lloyd webber show of an andrew and i know that is a <laughs> ridiculously right. low bar to clear but <laughs> i'm working on hey, antonio I'm work- banderas is sexy yeah. in it he's a sexy i'm chick. working on a 90 minute video on Andrew Lloyd Webber film adaptations and yeah that is basically the conclusion but I still think Jesus Christ Superstar is a more fun film to watch yeah definitely um so um biggest concerns about adaptation wise can you still hear me uh you what yeah you kind of went away there for a bit okay biggest concerns at adaptation wise um I've always had problems with the opening of Wicked it is messy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a very show, ju- show, show, news, show, 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 show. Let's flashback. Well, All right, here's your context. Okay, Exposition. let me pitch something to you. Okay, because in the book, they have this, you know, they have the clock of the time dragon, which is like this little mechanical theater that goes around and shows like the secrets of people's lives. So what if it were done like that? What if, you know, Glinda's talking and puppet like you show? see this little play, you know, this oh, little true. play stage open with, you know, like puppet, um, 
puppet, you know, Malena and Frex and, uh, you know, like a little shadowy wizard figure and all of this, you know, things. How would that work? I would appreciate that more, especially if it was like animated. Have you guys, either of you seen the new Candyman? I have not, but like, you know, like the, what they did with the trailer, that's kind of what I'm talking yeah, about. I can see something exactly in that That's exactly what style. I want. Or like in um, uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Oh, yeah, where they, they do, do the, the story. story. Yeah. I think, you know, if you stylize, beautiful animation. If you stylize yeah. it, if you make it a little visually interesting, it'll play a lot better as opposed to this happened, flashback, this happened, flashback, this happened, Song Kong Song. <laughs> kind of like Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. I love... It doesn't feel messy. Oh my god, Steve Schwartz just did the same goddamn thing, didn't he? It's not oh my me- god. Yeah, it's not messy there because the transit again, the animation, the transitions are pretty good. Like where you have Clopin going stop and the lightning flashes and it's the Archdeacon. I think that's, you know, they do some interesting stuff with it. I think if they lean yeah. towards that, it would be a lot better. That whole opening sequence, I think, on stage, um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It feels so cinematic. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When you listen to the album, like when I listen to it, it goes in. Yeah, it's like I'm watching a flashback now. Yeah. And I think on stage, it's like he comes out and he's from behind mm-hmm. and you don't see him. And it's a guy being like, yeah. have another drink. Um, and I just think there, you're right. I think there's a way to make it way more interesting um, on film mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. You, using animation or, you know, flashbacks or whatever yeah. creative stuff. Wicked um, isn't that theatrical or musical, if you think about it. It isn't using theater to its most effective well, nature. I think, so I think, yeah, by, by all naturality, this should those, be better than the stage I think it's one show. of those that can translate a little better to film than some can. Because, you know, a yeah. lot of it suggests... I'm like, dear Evan Hansen. Oh, my God. But a lot of it suggests set, set pieces. I mean, you have one short day. I mean, that's like this huge Emerald City production number. You can open that up like you would not believe. Oh, well, my actual God. Actual flying during Defying Gravity. You know, maybe some, You know, maybe for I'm Not That Girl. Some... Glinda actually arrived. In, in a bubble. bubble. I'm not that girl. You know, you do something a little laid back. Maybe she's uh, um, standing on a bridge looking down at the water, you know. Okay, There's question about I'm not that this. girl. Mm-hmm. This is just a logistic question. It is raining during that scene. <laughs> like, we see water hit her, and then Mar- Marble's like, oh, I'm going to clean up the weather now. Do we see that in the movie, do you think? Or are we going to get, like, a bunch of cock teases of her, like, almost getting wet? <laughs> so Maybe. That- oh. you, know, uh, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> You know, this is something that has been kind of lost in Wicked um, over the years, and it's just the nature of it. Um, But like when when Wicked first came out, the the allusions to um, the Wizard of Oz themselves were just like the audience. Like when she says, I'd be so happy I could melt. Like the audience goes, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, she's gonna. Uh Like, and um, I know the story. Yeah, all, yeah, those, all like, that foreshadowing was, going on. Yes. Or um, I was talking on Twitter with someone who had seen it around when I had seen it in San Francisco pre-Broadway and how the audience just applauded when they finally saw the house, the the house crushing the sister moment uh-huh. when they show up. And, and, and then there were people responding going, I've seen the show a million times and no one's ever clapped for that moment. Yeah. And it's like, you got to understand, like in like 2003, this was novel. I mean, and, yeah, like, I mean... This, 
it's it, it was like I can't believe I'm seeing right. this on stage like because um you know when people say they don't like musicals I always say have you seen a Disney Renaissance film have you seen The Sound of Music have you seen The Wizard of Oz right. those are the ones the musicals that everyone has seen yeah and y- you don't even have to have seen The Wizard of Oz to get the pop culture references exactly. that's right. how ingrained it is yeah so it, that stuff I'm interested to see how it um how they can play with yeah, that on how the screen. They, because yeah. it is an iconic but film, at the same not at the same time station. there's this danger here because we've we are li- in the era of reboots and mm-hmm. you know remakes yep, yep. and there is always that danger that they're going to try to be too clever with it. You know, they're going to, you know, have yeah. the guy you basically be pointing at the screen saying, see, see, here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing that you all like. You know, isn't this great? We've got the thing. So, yeah, I I yeah. think you have to do Remember that. this reference? Yeah, reference? you have to do that a little with Wicked because it's the nature of the beast, but you can't be, you know, too on the nose about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, there are now some curious questions. Like, Nessa is very badly treated by the musical, especially she... Oh, she's dead now. She's dead. <laughs> we killed her. <laughs> How do we... Uh, I think that John M. She was smart enough to be like, oh, let's, let's try to soften this a little let's, bit. Yeah, dial this back a bit. Yeah, okay, so, again, it's been a minute. She's the one... She She's in love with Bach. Yeah. Bach's not in love with her. Bach's in love right. with Linda. And then she... Woman scorned turns him into a tin That's man. Cor- right? Well, she's she, like you. Woman got- scorned, she tur- she takes his heart, and then Elphaba yeah. turns yeah. him into the tin man to save him. So he because, can't die. Yeah, so he can't die, and yeah. then he gets pissed and off because Elphaba turns him into the tin that. man. Yes. Right. So. Like, we kind of, and then next time we see her, she is underneath a house dead. Yes. <laughs> I think they can flesh it out, especially if they do get someone like an Ali Stroker, who, um, I don't know. I just, I think they'll be. Kind of like how with the In the Heights film, I think there's going to be stuff that they cut and trim. Yeah. But then stuff that, new scenes and dialogue that they add to flesh out right. certain elements. What do you think is like the most likely song or scene to be cut? Something bad. I was just going to say, what's that song that Dr. Dillon Yeah, I mean, you know. And nobody will be just, worse you can, off. You know, you can convey that he's you losing his power. You can accomplish it in two sentences. Yeah, you can convey yeah. he's losing his power of speech. I mean, you know, if you have a so- <laughs> if you have a music theater performer, you know, you might want to do it, but it's not necessary. Or replace it with a better song. The only person in the world who I've met that likes that song is Andrew, because he's like, that's a goat. It's funny. <laughs> God. Yeah, what are... I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm like kind of going through the, <laughs> going through the, the, yeah. the track listing in my head. Um, I've never liked One Short Day, but the idea of expanding that song. You know, into it's like going to be a production number. I think they're going to have it. They might huge. trim bits of it here. They might trim that weird little bit in the middle with like the show. Yeah. The yeah. Wizomania thing. Yeah. But I think it will appear oh, yeah, in some form. Yeah, let's go see Wizomania. Yeah. That's right. I think it will appear in some form. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like you said, that's and then that could be another way to make specific parallels to the film because you know the horse of a different color yeah. and all that shit. That'd be kind of interesting to throw mm-hmm. those like little Easter eggs in things that right. you might recognize. It'd be cool, and you could do that with CGI instead of you know like right. Kool Aid, which is what <laughs> it was but. Jello. They rubbed Jello onto it. Oh, Jello, yeah, sorry, okay. Kool Aid Jello, yeah. <laughs> um, so that might be kind of cool. Um, let's see, Some, yeah, something bad. I think they might cut "Sentimental Man" and just turn that into. Dialogue. I was just that's gonna probable. say, I mean, you know, Man. I think you have to have "Wonderful" because that's a really good, you have that's to a have really wonderful. good pitch song, and if you have a good song in "Dance Man" for the Wiz Wizard, 
um, that's going to be his um, big showcase. Yeah, but most of the, uh, now that I'm looking, a lot at of it, it is you know songs, a showcase for one of the can't two uh, for either of the leads or both. So yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you're going to want to you want to you're going to go to this because you want to hear popular and defying gravity and for good and what is this feeling. <gasps> You know, I've I've mentioned this to you guys before, but one of my one of my gripes with Wicked, and this could just be me, one of the things that has always just taken me out of the moment is when they're at it's the end of the sh- near the end of the show. They, she's got Dorothy in the other room. They, oh, they're all coming for her, and uh, Glinda's there, and oh my God, the stakes are so high, and we we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, and then it goes do 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 do, and then they stop and sing a three minute song about how they're besties, and I'm like, what if get out what, of here. what if we did? the into the woods thing and time freezes and they just kind of stop in this moment. I can see that, yeah. Or just like have them come, just have the guards come after they finish the song. Something, I don't know. That's always taken me out of the moment. And and I I know everyone loves for good, but I've taught it to so many kids at this point that I could go the rest of my life without doing it again. They're not going to cut it, obviously, but I get get the impression. I get the feeling. I know, but like, like when we watched that concert the other day, like my husband, every time he sees For Good, he gets like, he's like, this song is so beautiful. And I'm like, I heard it. <laughs> I feel nothing. What's a sky bird? I, yeah, as opposed I mean, to that's, any other good bird. That's, Just say a bird. That's an Oz talk. I, I feel like that's I like, know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, the one that always yeah, got yeah, me no, was like the terrible green blizzard or whatever. It's like, do they have those in Oz? What What is that? Co- where is that coming from? I always was like, why wouldn't she say terrible green lizard? Yeah. Well, like lizards <laughs> don't fly, but Megan and Megan, it's Oz maybe they do. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. People are always, you know, people, people always complain about the, you know, there are bridges you didn't know you crossed till you crossed or however the line goes. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds weird, but when you think about it, you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, Glinda's trying to think her way through, you know, these complicated feelings. Glinda's trying to think her way through the complicated feelings that she can't quite express. And I think that works out very well. I think there are other points where the lyrics just do other things that's like, Okay, that's the choice you're going with then. Okay. And I can't wait. And again, that's not a big high color note. It's a nice, solid, like, right. I don't know, like an A or a yeah, B. Yeah, it's a good, Ariana it's a good, will sing so, that great. It's a good She'll solid, sing that lyric you know, great. middle range. Cross yeah. till you cross. That's mm-hmm. probably, you know, maybe yeah. a C at the top. Me, you that know? might be maybe. one of the scenes that I think Ariana might have the more difficulty in. Being like this political statesman, I that is the one thing I have not seen her do that yeah. I will be curious to see how she does, where she has to be like this political figure, this two-faced. Yeah, well, figurehead. Sure, yeah. So, you know, yeah. she's just basically there to look pretty and say the right words. So, you know, I guess if you convey that a bit more, you could she could pull it off. It was a lot of fun in yeah. this movie. Um, I think it'll be good. Like, legitimately, I'm concerned mostly just because of, like, big budgets tend to lead to high CGI and gross-looking movies. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's a, you know, uh, producers and studios have uh, caused studios the, have, have made the best mm, intentions go awry. So, you mm, know, yeah. it could still, everything could still go pear-shaped, but I think, you know, this is a good place to start with it, and I'm curious to see where they go with it. When is it supposed to release? Uh, do they actually have a date, or are they just like, uh, sometime 22, 3-ish? They said winter 2023. I don't know if that got pushed back due to some more recent issues they have where they're changing where they're shooting it. Okay. Oh, where are they shooting it? They were shooting it in the U.S. somewhere on a soundstage, but now I think they're moving to the U.K. for probably because of, you know, the the strikes that might be going on soon. Oh, yes. (laughs) Right. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, they're uprooting a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, support strike. Support support strikers. By the way. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that we love Ayatsi. Yep. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's a good note. Guys, I think we talked wicked. Do you guys have anything you want to promote out there for the world? Um, oh, sure. Yeah, the <laughs> usual stuff. You know, Musical Hell is still going on. I'm working on, you know, I'm working on a couple of episodes right now that I'm really excited about. And, um, you know, I'm on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. You know, come talk to me. I, you know, spend too much time on the internet posting weird shit that goes through my brain. Me too. Emily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually just finished the other day. I just finished editing this video that I've been working on for months. Oh, the 60s one? The, um, oh, the I can't wait. The of 60s little, musicals. Little, little, little how... how Prince Gerald. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Gerald's reenactments are very cute. It's gonna be. It's over an hour long, so Ooh, so baby. it's a big old. It's a big old. It's a research paper. I've I've adapted into. I don't know what you would call it. A research. Video, <laughs> I suppose. So um so that'll be coming out soon. Um maybe even this this weekend as we're recording Ooh. it because I just I'm almost I know. Um uh, but other than that, you can find me on YouTube at Stealing Focus, um, and I'm on Twitter at Emily A B Clark. It looks like Emily ABC Lark, um, and I'm on you know Twitter, TikTok, mm-hmm. Insta, all the socials with that. So yeah, right. come find us. And we're on a podcast called Dear. Yes, Friends. we are. Yes, I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys very much. Thank you for joining us today. This was a blast. Yeah, you too. Yes, this was fun. Yeah. I love music nerding. I love musical nerding out with you guys. It's yes. always fun. Yes, and I believe in Ariana Grande. <laughs> I believe in an Ariana Grande from Starbucks. (laughs) And we'll. I mean, I I don't believe in her licking donuts. That's kind of gross. Ew. No, yeah. And saying that she hates America. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, she said she hates America. I'm like, she licked the fucking donut. Like, that was. (laughs) And we're talking about that? So funny. You know what? That is peak Linda energy, so I agree yes. with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. It is good to see me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on these Girls Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.